Cool. Um, so yesterday I went through the episode of Power of Hope where the, the basically the, the study of the rats in the water, that they took domesticated rats, they took the wild rats, and then they placed all of these rats in, in, in uh, buckets of water and then observed them and see um, how long it will take for them to die and uh, die of exhaustion due to, to treading water or swimming. And uh, basically the idea was whenever you have hope or a helping hand, those rats that was given that um, hope or helping hand survived much longer treading water or swimming before they died compared to the other ones that, you know, experienced hopelessness. Um, and that kind of reminded me of something that happened many years ago yeah, when I was younger um, in Malkpos where I grew up. There was a couple, I don't know exactly where in Malkpos, um, where in South Africa they moved from to Malkpos. But initially they were kind of homeless. Um, actually, I think the entire time di- living in Malkpos, they were probably living somewhere in the bush um, in a little camp area. But um, this couple, uh, it, the ending is quite tragic. But um, And for that reason, I kind of just um, refer to them as the Romeo and Juliet couple. Uh, but to, to understand basically what the ending um, refers to, I'm just going to quickly go through exactly... Um, the ending of Romeo and Juliet, um, where uh, Juliet was supposed to marry this guy named Paris, and um, she actually wanted, she was already uh, married to Romeo, and basically what happened was, um, the idea was rather, that uh, the night before the wedding, uh, Juliet will drink the potion, which would put her to sleep, but not kill her, and then after the funeral and whatnot, um, Romeo and someone else will come and dig her up, take her away, and then at least so they can live happily after. Because Romeo and Juliet, they came from different opposing sides. So um, the messenger that was supposed to go to Romeo and, and inform him of this plan of Juliet, who's going to drink the potion, uh, that messenger never got to Romeo, and he only learned that uh, Juliet was dead, and uh, he realized that obviously he would rather kill himself than live without her. So what he did is he went out, put a vial of poison, and um, basically went to the the tomb where Juliet was laying down, and he actually um, met a guy called Paris, who was supposed to be her for a future husband, who was busy uh, scattering flowers on her grave. So a fight then uh, broke out. Romeo ended up killing Paris, um, and then as he entered the tomb, he saw, you know, J- Juliet's body. So he decided to drink the poison and just kind of lay down next to her and uh, die next to her side. Um, so at that time, just after he passed away, Juliet wakes up and um, she refuses basically to to let uh, you know to leave him there. And what she realized then is uh, that she doesn't want to live without him. So she bends down, kisses him on the poisoned lips, and then because that didn't kill her, she takes a dagger and then um, you know puts it into a chest and uh, falling dead next to him or up upon um, his body. Romeo's body. So with that said, um, there was a story of this couple, like I said. Um, uh, the guy had this massive, crazy, beautiful, striking white hair. And he was probably, I don't know, six in his late 60s, 70s, early 70s, I would assume, uh, when they moved to Malkbos. And uh, because it's such a small town, obviously everyone knows each other. You know all the people who, you know, even the homeless people, everyone, you, you know them by name. So, um, you know, occasionally going down to the beach to go surf or skateboard or whatever the case might be, you would find this couple moving up and down the beach, looking in the dustbins, begging for money and whatnot. 
Um, fast forward many, many years, um, you know, eventually they got jobs, small jobs, uh, working for the, for the for the town council, I would say, like with municipality or something, where he was cleaning the bathrooms, the public bathrooms, and she was kind of a car guard at one of the shopping centers. Um, and it's, you know, whenever you saw them, they were kind of smiling. They were always very kind. Um, and it was, uh, I, I don't know, it was maybe a good f- seven to ten years that they've, that they, I think, that they lived in and around the, the neighborhood. Um, anyway, I went abroad. I went overseas. I lived uh, and worked somewhere else. And occasionally, once a year, I used to come back home and visit family and friends. And um, there was one... I can't remember if it was kind of in the winter or the summer. I, th- I would assume it was kind of closer to the summer in South Africa due to the fact that it's usually winter than in Europe and that's kind of why I came back for for visiting this site. Um, I drove down to to to, uh, to the beach to go um, surf um, and there was this four-way crossing and I, as I passed the four-way crossing there was a Mercedes parked on the side uh, with a woman kind of being, you know, acting hysterical, and there was someone laying down on the floor. So initially, I thought someone was, um, uh, you know, it was like maybe a hit and run, or someone ran in front of a car or something. Uh, so I pulled off. I walked, um, and it just happened maybe a minute or two ago. And the lady was frantic; she was trying to call the police. And this person was laying on the floor dead. Which who was the the lady, the the homeless lady? So initially, I thought she was run over by a car or something. Um, so what happened was I kind of hanged around until the police came and then I left and, um, it was maybe two or three days after that, that someone actually mentioned to me that, um, you know, people who knew her, uh, who knew her husband, um, you know, he was, he was sick at that stage. So he's living in the bush and he couldn't, you know, um, work. So she was kind of the, the breadwinner in the, in this relationship. So he was in bed sick. Um, and she was basically working a shift, and on her way home, she had a heart attack, uh, dropped dead right there on the on the sidewalk. And s- some of the people who knew who she was knew they had to inform her husband um, of her death. So some people went into the bush to go find him, and they found him obviously, uh, you know, in bed, sick. And when they informed him of her death, um, immediately he had a panic attack, or a heart attack, no, a panic attack, a heart attack, and he died as well. A few minutes after um, she died. So you can see why I kind of make that comparison. And um, there was a guy, a cardiologist, um, I think it was Elon Wittstein, or um, that in 2012 someone asked him, if you can actually die of a broken heart. And he said, um, you know, it's uh, definitely you can. Um, although bro- with broken heart syndrome, you don't, the odds of dying is, is quite low. Um, I think in this case, um, it is, uh, you know, the, the shock and the grief of, of losing something or someone so close to you that you spend your entire life with, um, you know, was obviously the, the catalyst for this guy's um, departure. So, um, you know, there was other studies, um, I think in Denmark and the States, um, where they found that um, heart attack and, and strokes um, went through the roof immediately after, um, you know, people were diagnosed with cancer. Um, also, 
they um, there was studies done on on, on mothers s- stating that you know um, the death of um, of of kids or children or babies um, puts the mothers in in a much higher bracket of uh, heart attacks and broken heart syndrome where that is kind of the catalyst for things to go to go down. So um, anyway, so it's just something that I thought I'll share. Um, it was something that always stuck with me, the story of this couple. Um, I can't remember their names. They Actually, there was quite a big attendance at church um, for their passing, which is beautiful to see the, the, the whole community coming together for, for these two individuals who obviously were servants of, of the town. Um, and like I said, always happy, always jovial, always um, saying hi, always with a smile. So um, not the best of endings um, for for an episode, but I thought um, it's something that um, latches on to the power of hope, um, you know, and also the, the of on the other side of the spectrum, the power of hopelessness. I would say as well. Um, that's it. Um, yep, take care.